Good afternoon. I hope you're all pasty pale and getting fat from the quarantine. But let's be honest with geeks, that's what we're supposed to do. It's another episode of Critical Geeks. Stars. So I will be flying solo today due to the, uh, of course, COVID-19 quarantines. We're unable to get everyone gathered together for obvious reasons. The main problem with this, of course, is getting everyone in the room together. So it would just be me. So we've been, pl- I've been playing some games. See, we- I said we. I'm even used to them all being here. So I've been playing some games recently. Um, the Resident Evil 3 demo came out, which is very exciting. Capcom did a great job of getting 3 out quite quickly, thanks to the engine of 2. And, of course, the same environment, same city, same sort of gameplay, I guess. Meaning they could, uh, they could bungle that one out quite quickly, couldn't they? So yeah, Resident Evil 3 was starts, uh, first of all I like the demo because it is not timed, I did not play the Resident Evil 2 demo, as it had a timer on it, I don't really, I don't really want to have a thing, I want to take my time when I play games, and a demo with a timer on it for me. So yeah, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis demo was fantastic, as I think we all thought it would be, it's a very, very good game visually, which is surprising, I, I very surprised at the effort they've put into the game visually i guess when you are remaking something though you you uh want to put all the effort in you can can't you and who doesn't like zombies i tell one person who doesn't like nemesis me wasn't keen on mr x in resident evil 2 i thought it was a bit of a uninteresting gimmick he'd clump his way around a corridor you'd run off you'd wait and you'd go back to what you were doing he didn't really feel like he was a threat or engaging in a, a, a dangerous way you know, he was just a hindrance and a bit annoying. Nemesis, I'll be less keen on, but maybe because he's actually a threat um, and he has more of a purpose. Maybe it'd be more fun. I mean, Mr. X in number two was only put there to kind of, again, he was supposed to go around murdering people. Nemesis is exactly the same. It's both kind of boring plot points, in my opinion, but we'll see. It's nice to see Jill Valentine back in action, the 97th version of her, as they keep changing the design, depending on what game you play. But it was fantastic. I, I think the environment of the burnt-out city during the chaos is way more interesting than Resident Evil 2, where most of the people were dead, and those that were still alive were either dying or hiding. So 3 had a bit more chaos going to it, um, it's set in the same time, but I always felt like 3 felt like it was during the city's downfall. So it would be, uh, be an interesting one to play. Um, Ryan is a massive fan of Resident Evil 3. He loves a bit of nemesis as he calls it. Uh, Daniel is a massive Resident Evil fan, so this will probably be a big, big game for us to play and cover, and I imagine probably get some high scores considering how... Uh, excited Ryan was from the demo. He never played Resident Evil 2. He's playing it right now, I believe. He'd not played the remake of 2 and jumped straight to 3, and I guess that was his first experience of the new versions of Resident Evil. So it was very good for him. He's enjoying 2 from uh, what he's told me, from what I know. He sent me a very funny message last night where he said liquors can... If they want to live in corridors, they can do that, and he's not going to stop them. He's going to run away like a coward. So, Doom Eternal as well, uh, I've been playing. I've not been keen on it at all to begin with. I've warmed up to it more. Now I've got into the gameplay, and probably because I've got more abilities and powers and guns um, and got used to it, I do feel like there's far too much jumping in the game, which is fine in the combat. feels a bit quakey than Doomy. 
you know, a bit too much like leaping around and bounce pads and swinging on things. Uh, but the game has jumping puzzles, which are just terrible. The, the design of some of the levels is either awful or brilliant. You've got this hellscape scenario in Earth when Earth's just like collapsed into nothing. There's buildings up in the air and lava pits everywhere. It was absolutely, the, the Earth's clearly been absolutely demolished by hell, literally, literally being there. But there are other levels when you're in these giant fortresses of like gothic skull fortresses and factories and it's like, where's this come from? It, the story is very, very weird compared to the first Doom. The first Doom was, you're on a planet, you're on a science facility, oh, demons have attacked, that's it. The second game seems to hint at like the Doom Slayers being this race of religious apocalyptic warriors and you've got a Doom floating fortress and there's like religion and spiritual knights, and I'm like, okay, maybe, I mean, maybe it's best just to shove it into the background, or maybe it's best to take it for the tongue-in-cheek nonsense that it probably is going to be, because it's a Doom game, um, but so far, it's been very good, uh, didn't like it at all at first, didn't like difficulty, didn't like all the jumping puzzles, the story was a bit bizarre, um, but you know what, it's, it's, I imagine the guys at Doom thought, look, we need to appeal to our fans, so let's step it up a notch. But it has been a very drastic change from the first one, hopefully for the better. But the reviews have been fantastic for it, which is good, because let's be honest, we all need more games punching demons in the face until their faces explode, and less games of boring military men doing boring military things. You've got far too many of those. Um, and one of the subjects of boring military things, some of the guys have been playing Call of Duty Warzone. Not a game I give a shit about in any way whatsoever. So I presume the next time we all chat, they'll can talk to you and tell you about that. It's a battle royale game. I don't like them. I find them uninteresting. I find that most battle royale games consist of you hiding. Um, hiding and sitting there and doing nothing. You know, because you need to be the last man standing. You don't need to get kills. But they've said that Warzone encourages you to do more than just hiding. It encourages you to be active and go and find people and kill them because you'll get money to then buy bigger and better things to help you in the match. So, yeah, they they probably will say something about that when we get to them from next. They've been enjoying it, which is very good indeed. Now, obviously, there's a... Big problem going on in the world right now, which I think is uh, should be highlighted as uh, as important as it is that we do have a COVID nineteen pandemic. There's a lot of people getting sick. There's a lot of people dying, and it should be taken seriously because, of course, two months ago it was just this flu in China, and now it is in every country to the point where we do feel like we're in a we feel like we're in Resident Evil 3 ourselves. We walk outside and there's no one around. And the people that are walking around are coughing or a little bit nervous of everyone else. And you just feel like we're in a, a very unfortunate situation right now, which could turn out to be even worse. But do you know what? If all hell breaks loose, we'll change our name to Apocalyptic Geeks. And we'll keep you up to date with all the things that are going on in the apocalypse. Are we raiding the right shops? Are we making human sacrifices? What things are gangs wear? these days maybe we'll model ourselves on like a NES gang and we'll uh, we'll have NES controllers wrapped around us but who knows eh? who knows this is causing potential problems in the games industry 
as the companies have warned about game delays. I mean, ah, well, that's life. You know, we're on a geek website, but if there's a potential that the whole world's going to be slowly affected by a pandemic, then that's just life, isn't it? That's what's going to happen. I don't think games are going to be something we need to whine or cry about, but that's what a lot of gamers are good at on the internet, isn't it? Having a pissy whinge about their game not being able to be played properly. So Microsoft has said that in a statement by Matt Booty, the old Bootymeister, we know that gaming connects people during times of social distancing and we are committed to delivering the highest quality Xbox Game Studios games for our global community of players. At the same time, the health and safety of our XGS development teams is top priority. Blah, 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 blah. Basically saying, look, there's going to be delays. There's a chance that there will be physical um, shortages or delays on Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7. But we are now living in an age of digital downloads. They are taking over physical downloads, which I... I, I like I like more digital stuff. It, it's weird. I used to hate the idea of it because I couldn't sell my games. But I think the flip side is when you know you want something and you know you're going to play it, having that digital library, as I'm sure Steam gamers would, would have said for years, is um, fine. We, you know, we can download something way in advance, click a button, and it's ready on day one. And that means we don't have to have those physical delays. But if it happens, it happens. So yeah, we've got a lot of uh, lot of games coming out soon. There's Animal Crossing has just come out. Not a game many of us have played yet, but people do love their Animal Crossings. And you can see why you've got these little funky towns that, that change with the real life seasons. You know, you've got summer and spring and winter, and then you've got a variety of animals that are cute and cuddly, and have got weird perks and characteristics and personalities that walk around the towns. So they can leave at any time, and different ones can come in. I'm not sure if the gameplay would be something I'd be excited about. It seems like a bit of a grind game. Like Games like Stardew Valley are fine because you're building towards something. I don't know if I could say the same thing of Animal Crossing from my experiences with them. Um, just collecting collections, I think, is Animal Crossing. And eventually paying you off for house. But I don't know if it's one of those games where you get to a point where you've got nothing left to do. I don't know, not my tough game, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if any of us get it. Maybe we'll have a little session on it in the future. So yeah, what's been happening in Geek World time? Uh, no films, so you know, not really much to talk about. But the Disney Plus app has come out. Uh, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. I got the seven day free trial. I might keep it another month to watch all the Star Wars films in 4K. Ryan is a massive Disney fan. And used to work for them, so he will probably have a lot more to say for me. I, I imagine he'll probably imagine if anything, he'll have very little to say, which is it's a really good price, and everything Disney's on there. So, what is there not to enjoy when you've got all the Marvel films? I think it's all the Marvel films. When you've got all the Marvel films, all the Star Wars films, loads of extended shows, um, all the Disney films, of which I'm sure there are thousands and thousands of Disney films, including the modern ones, including obviously the Pixar um, purchase, and of course you've got dozens and dozens of old films like Herbie. Probably not. Probably people aren't going to be too caring about those, but hey, it's a collection. If Disney have got it, they're going to stick it on there. Five ninety nine a month as well is really good quality. Um, sorry, really good pricing for the quality that they've got in there. A lot of stuff's in 4K HDR, even the original Star Wars films, which surprised me. I mean, I could, I don't know if episode one, two, and three are on there, but who gives a shit? Because they're crap. But 4K HDR, there's original shows. I watched The Muppets, 
the new Muppet Show, which is like a, a mockumentary. It was okay. It wasn't uh, hilarious, but it was it was fine to pass the quarantine time that we're all in right now. And I think that's a good thing with these streamer services that there's a lot of content on there, regardless of which one you choose. You know, Netflix, Disney, Amazon, whatever. Regardless of which one you choose, there's a ridiculous amount of films on there. If you can find a good TV show that you've never seen before and you get hooked on, uh, there's a Korean show called The Kingdom, which I think is on Netflix now, but was on Amazon. Watch an episode of that a day. What's that? 10 days, 20 days? Bam, you've got an hour knocked off the day. If you can't go out or you're not interested in doing your daily exercise, which you're allowed to do, don't have a dog. Do you know what? That's, a, that's what's good about these apps right now, and it's showing how, yeah, people just like to sit there and do nothing and play games, but sometimes, in some situations, it's going to help pass the time. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are getting quite bored right now, but luckily for Disney, Netflix and Amazon, I'm sure they're benefiting from the viewership as well. But they're here to hopefully keep updating, hopefully do what they're doing and keep us all a little bit entertained in these unfortunate, fortunate times that we're in right now. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to talk about myself, just jumping off my own conversation. I mean, I am talking about Resident Evil 3, obviously the demo is fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to the main game. I will probably be getting an incredibly cheap copy of it, thanks to Amazon messing up, so... Many weeks ago, a friend of mine brought attention to Resident Evil 3. It was available to pre-order for £20 on Amazon. And he said, it's a misprint. Pre-order it. You'll get it. So I went on there. And it was Resident Evil 3 on Xbox One. Now, the title said, Resident Evil 3, out April, £20. So Amazon have this price pre-order that obviously when you pre-order something, and if it goes up or down in price, you will get it at the price that it is, or pre-order that, and not the more expensive price. So I pre-ordered it immediately. And when I looked on the actual advertisement, it said Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, Xbox One, £20. The photo, however, was for Resident Evil 2. And the entire description of the title was for Resident Evil 2, and all the pictures were Resident Evil 2. However, of course, when I pre-order it and get an email through, it says Resident Evil 3, £20, April. So a few hours later, I told a few friends, um, a few hours later, they had taken it down. Whenever I tried to click on the pre-order, it went to nowhere, and when I tried to click on anything, there was no, nothing to exist. It would kind of very best loop back to Resident Evil 2. And they sent me an email saying, oh, your order for Resident Evil 2 has been dispatched. And my other friend, James, told me to wait for that to happen. So then I immediately wait for them to say it's dispatched to Resident Evil 2 order, went into a chat and fucking complained. Because they were suddenly trying to send me Resident Evil 2. And I'd be like, oh, excuse me, why are you sending me Resident Evil 2 when I ordered Resident Evil 3? I put in order for Resident Evil 3, and what's this number 2 going on about? I want Jill, I don't want Leon. Get the fuck out of there. So they were like, oh, it's a mistake. Obviously, they can't flat out say, yeah, we know it's a mistake, you're not getting it. But at the same time, I said, excuse me, why are you pre-ordering this game and sending me this game and charging for it? It's a little bit underhanded, because you changed it and didn't tell me. I tried to play every card in the book. Ryan would be proud. Ryan would be massively proud if you hear me right now. So I tried to play every every card in the book of... You've been deceitful. I understand it's a mistake, but I pre-ordered that under your price guarantee policy, assuming it was £20, and you suddenly changed it to Resident Evil 2, a game I already have. Oh, no, 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 this is, this is not right in the slightest. So the key was complaining and stuff for this is not to get angry or entitled just to be like, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit upset right now. Oh, my goodness, how could you do, how could you do this to me, Amazon? I've used your service so much. How could you? And you kick off a little bit, but not in a kicky off way. You're like a toe poke off. 
You don't kick off, you tow back off. So they obviously turn around and go, oh, yes, okay, well, price is a guarantee. Yes, okay, we will, we will sell you this game at this price. Um, I said, are you sure? Because there's chat logs. I've got, you know, I mean, you've got your price guarantee. Maybe I could have a log of the chat. And he's like, yes, you can have a log of the chat. So I said, go back, pre-order Resident Evil 3 at £50. And then when it turns up, they will say, yes, okay, you can have your money back. If they don't give me their money back, I would simply say, well, you can piss off and can't you? I'll send the game back. Because you did not promise that. They also sent me a voucher to apologise. They sent everyone a voucher to apologise who this happened to. I didn't see it on Hot UK Deals. I don't know if any forums had this other people happen, but I got a voucher for £10. Um, or £15, I can't remember. It was about £10. So I then pre-ordered, cancelled the pre-order and pre-ordered it again and paid using the £10. So I'll hopefully be getting Resident Evil Nemesis for about £5 or £10, which is pretty, pretty good. Albert Wesker will be proud of such devious actions involving a big corporation. Resident Evil 3 will be on its way to me. The irony, I'll be getting a Resident Evil game to play at home during all of this that's going on, which kind of sucks. But I will hopefully pass that on to Ryan and Daniel, Mark and James, if they want to play it as well, all our buddies, and uh, give it a play, and I'll be on that nemesis as Ryan says. So yeah, Doom Eternal, I would massively recommend. Um, I would say to people who play the original Doom, it's very different. Like I think there's a lot of people who aren't happy with it or aren't keen on it. But a few levels in, and you know what, it's getting much more fun. It's hard. Again, I granted the game's hard, but it's not been hard to the point where I've just gone, this is just bad, ridiculous. Uh, I fought against a boss that was in a room full of monsters. I think that's a problem. I think because of the way the gameplay is, where you have to burn things, burn en- you have to kill enemies to benefit from not dying, if that makes sense. So you've got to burn enemies to get armour and you've got to execute them to get health back. It means you can't just have a boss. You've got to have shitty little minions everywhere and you've got to chainsaw them to get ammo back. So I, there's this giant boss I had to switch between weapons constantly. And that's another thing with the Doom Eternal. In the last game, you could just use whatever gun you fancied, but in this one, you have to use different guns to exploit weaknesses of different enemies, which is good because it means the game's constantly making you cycle through weapons and use them. I mean, the, the, the design of, of, the, of the way they do things is just genius. Everything about it is genius. The, the execution's giving you health back. Brilliant. Chainsawing things so you can get hammer back. Brilliant. Using a flame. Because let's be honest, Doom is not a game you should be getting up close and personal with enemies unless you've got the shotgun. And even then, things aren't going to die straight away. So using a little flamethrower to get burn armor off stuff, you means you can burn something shit, execute it, or maybe kill it with a chainsaw, and you've got ammo, armour, and health flying out of the thing, and then you can run away and keep killing the big boys. So yeah, I had a boss who I had to change between one weapon to knock its shields down, and then realised my lock and rocket launcher would take off a massive chunk of its health, meant I would just shoot wildly and hope for the best with this laser cannon, take it down its uh, its, uh, health, concentrate on getting those rockets off, and then fuck off and kill the little shitty minions and get my health and ammo back. But... Yeah, it's been it's been really good so far. At first, I did not like it. I said to Ryan, I was like, this is shit. I said, the levels are stupid. There's a jumping everywhere. They are still stupid with all the jumping puzzles. Like, if you foul them, you've got to go back and do it again, use a bit of health. It's just dumb. Why is that in Doom? Why is that in Doom? doesn't even Doom. Just let it kill stuff. I'm hoping there'll be more levels in Earth or around Earth and the humans because right now it's just weird Gothic cathedrals and weird places, which I know is more similar to Doom 2, Mm, but I don't know. Maybe I'm more someone's used to the first one, and that was more fun. 
But yeah, games-wise, um, I also finished Ori and Will of the Wisps. A, it's another brilliant game by the guys that made Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, if you've got it on Game Pass. And let's be honest, you should have Game Pass. It's a def- definite play. I assume it'll come to Switch at some point, because the first one did. Uh, unless there's any technical issues, but the first one came to Switch, so I assume the second one will as well. Beautiful game, brilliant soundtrack. Probably not as good as the first one. Um, in certain ways, I've heard Mark said that he didn't prefer it to the first one. I really liked the combat. The story was better, I think. I'd probably say the second one was on par, but I couldn't really decide which one was better. Probably tip it up to the second one because of the combat. It had bosses, it had fun bosses, unlike the first one. Um, the chase sequences weren't as good. The ch- problem the chase sequences in Ori games. Okay, so the problem is you have these exhilarating chase sequences with brilliant music and the constant danger rushing at you and you have to, and you feel like a badass when you're doing it because you're jumping and flipping and using your abilities to fly across the level. But the problem is, is that you don't really know what's coming. So you'll take a wrong step or you'll mess up once and you're dead. And when you get to the seventh or eighth attempt, it just becomes trial and error. And it just becomes a memory game. And it doesn't really have the same excitement. I mean, I understand they want you to feel like you're in this exhilarating, dangerous chase. But maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe there should be some way of the, it being easier. Whoever I'm making the game, I think like it's been patronised. So they can, they, that's the problem is when you've got something like exciting as that and you die over and over again, it's losing its appeal to the point where it goes from this exhilarating, amazing, dangerous chase to, oh, God, for fuck's sake, this is fucking annoying. I've got to remember this and this and this and this now. So jump here, jump here. Oh, I've made some progress. Oh, I've died again all the way back to the start because there's no checkpoints. There's no real checkpoints in these these sections. So you've got to remember everything. Oh, yes, you've got to remember everything. Um, there's some more stuff on Game Pass. Um Again, if we get a chance to play them. So Yakuza's just come out on Game Pass, a game I've wanted to play for a long time. PlayStation owners have had many of them and say how ridiculously over the top and bonkers they are. So that should be fun. PlayStation had a conference recently, which the internet exploded over. Um, it was a typical fight, 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 kiss, 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 everyone picking a side. Most people, including myself and Ryan, um, were just laughing at how... Utterly boring that conference was. Fuck's sake. It was 50 minutes of... I don't know. Do you know I don't know if it was 50 minutes. Time stopped ceasing to... It just ceased to exist and stopped flowing during that. So it was 50 minutes of a bloody man talking about hard drives. And he talks like this. So we think it's really interesting that the load time of a hard drive... Oh, the load time of a hard drive is five minutes faster if you throw it in the air. No, it's not. It's boring. It was a boring tech conference. And the problem was, I understand if they were talking about load times and hard drives and physically showed you things loading. And I don't mean technical stuff and graphs and engines. I mean, put a game in and load it. And you go, look, it was 10 seconds before. Now it's four milliseconds. And everyone would go, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Look at that. Does that mean we get levels now with our loading screens? Maybe. Let's show us one. No, they didn't, did they? They instead showed absolutely fucking nothing. They showed a guy on stage which, with people in the audience who I think were real or cardboard cutouts. I don't think anyone knows. Um, no, no, Sony. You can, No, look. Sony are a bunch of cunts at times. They're cunts to their customers, customers and they're cunts to people in general. They've had hacks and all sorts of stuff when they haven't given a shit. 
But there, of course, are they've been riding high for the PlayStation 4. It's the top-selling console of the three. But there's no excuse to be dicks towards people. Like when they're told people, oh, we're not going to give you AI access because we don't think it's good for you. And they gave people AI access. So there can be wankers at times, Sony. But there's all this talk about the Xbox Series X, the new one, being super powerful. And we have the specs right now. And the PlayStation 5 specs came out and it's not as good. Okay, doesn't really matter though, is it? Because 99% of the games are going to be exactly the fucking same. Depends on the developers. It's not really a big issue. It means that there's more potential with Xbox games. But again, are we in the blind forest ain't going to use it? Games like that. Um, Halo probably will. The next God of War probably will. But if you make a cel-shaded platform game or a puzzle game, it's not going to need all that power. It's like PCs. You can have all the power in the world, but he probably doesn't use half of it to play the games he's playing. Um, yeah, so the people were saying, oh, it was not meant to be a developer conference in the way you thought it was. They said it was this. They said it was this. Do you know what, Whoopi do? Just show something. This was the first piece of news that PlayStation came out for the PS5, and people were desperate for proper news. Oh, my God, who thought that was a good idea? Jesus H. Christ Almighty, who thought that was a good idea? Um, but, you know, I'm sure they'll show it off in some way. Sony are just going to do what Sony always do. They're going to wait for the price of the X, and then they're going to lower theirs, because it's... Why wouldn't you? If you know you, you're going to wait out and go second or third when they normally do it, E3, well, yeah, of course you're going to lower this, wait for someone else and lower the price. It's business. It's like, you know, people call it crafty and snidey, but at the end of the day, if it gets a good press, that's it. They talk about customers having a sheep mentality and a fan f- mentality, but if you're a PlayStation fan or an Xbox fan and your company comes out and says, oh, we've got this, this, and this, and it's better than this, you just go, ha, I proved my point about being a fanboy. I'm going to buy that console. So we'll wait and see. Um, I don't think I'm going to buy either of them, if I'm honest. I don't think the price will be worth it. You know, another four or five hundred pounds for what's going to have not that much of a jump. Not initially. And then if it's going to put in a higher frame rate, I'll probably like another TV. I'd like an OLED that can do better HDR and do a higher frame rate maybe. But no, I don't think I'll be purchasing it at first. Uh, I hope nobody remembers this and goes back to point out that I bought it day one and I was first in the queue with my Xbox and Phil Spencer t-shirt that says, you know, choke me daddy Phil Spencer. Um, <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. But the, place, the PlayStation 5 will never have been a day one purchase to me. I'm more of an Xbox guy than a PlayStation guy as it's been blatantly shown we all are on this particular podcast. But we've all got PS4s. I will probably buy a PS5. I'll probably, this time, I'll probably wait for the Pro version which they'll initially which of course they'll bring out and then use that pro version to play to play of course all the exclusives see i'll probably get a playstation 5 eventually but i mean way 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 down the line way down the line i don't see the point in buying both consoles straight away we all know when consoles come out like that they have fuck all games so you might as well wait for the second i might as well wait for pro as well for PSV pro and wait for it to be on sale wait for it to have you know god of war 2 or Last of Us 3 and be an exclusive. It uses the PS5, I might as well get the PS4. But there'll be more consoles in the year. I imagine we'll have a massive, massive chat on those when they come out. We'll probably do a, I don't know, probably get do an unboxing or have some sort of special podcast that we play and then come straight afterwards and have a chat on the games we've been playing. But it'll be weird because the Xbox will not feel like a new Xbox. It'll just feel like the same thing again. 
so it needs a game. Because when I bought the X, I remember bought, buying the X, not straight away, bringing it home, plugging it up, turning it on, signing in, and it was just my Xbox again. Because that's the whole point. It was just a more powerful Xbox, but I didn't have anything to put into the machine to go, oh, here we go. You had to wait for patches or updates or developers to make their games 4K and 60 frames and blah, blah, blah. So it would be nice for the X to come out with a game that is using the power. Because this is my initial this is my initial reason for not really wanting one. I don't see the point when my console would do that now. And I could wait. It depends on price. It depends on what I feel at the time as well. But right now, it's a, it's a bit of a no-no for me. And I don't think I get one. I'm still enjoying games on the console in 4K or 60 frames or depending on the game. It would be nice to have a, a games running at a higher frame rate and definitely 4K because we have this awkward situation now where you've got to choose between the two. And I think that's what's put me off on the Xbox because I thought that the, X, the whole point with the X was 4K and 60 frames, not 4K or 60 frames, depending on which developer you talk to. So we'll wait and see on that. I thought I'd do this short one now just to keep myself entertained. And of course, maybe just have a little brief chat. The other guys can listen to it and then it would give them something to chirp onto the next time we all get together. If if we ever get together again. I mean, for all I know, the next time I see Ryan, he might be stabbing me in the neck for my last packet of biscuits. Which is worse, because I don't even really eat biscuits. So I don't know why I've got them. But I've probably served him right then for not sharing. Yeah, but of course, stay safe. Pay attention to the government. Pay attention to what they're saying. Pay attention to the experts. Don't fucking just go on website. Don't go on Twitter. Listen to some dickheads. But while you're here, obviously, you know, check out our Twitter. Links in the description. So, you know, just stay safe. Go outside. Don't hug each other. Don't spit on people. You know, you would do that normally, but they do, especially now. If someone's shambling towards you, saying brains, probably a zombie. Alert the authorities. That would be a new thing to think about in the COVID in the COVID time that we're in right now. Um, yeah, stay safe. And of course, keep it geeky. <laughs>